Welcome to episode 91 of the Screen Blend Podcast. After a two-week delay, I'm once again joined by Will Cutts and Connor McKenzie. How are we? Gentlemen, it's been far too long. It has been. I, I take majority of responsibility for this one, guys. I'm still feeling pretty fatigued. Finally caught it um, with the thing that basically created the podcast again for us, Jack, coming together. It took us two years, yes. but I finally got it. And I'll tell you right now, like I said, I am fatigued out of my mind still. So... Uh, finding the energy, and to be honest with you, I did not watch enough shit over that time. I was stuck for seven days. So, um, yeah, just was, a lot of sleeping, basically. I'm not a great sleeper, guys. So I had one nap during it, but there was a lot of time. Like I just was rewatching the same stuff because I really didn't want to think. If that's fair, comfort food. Yeah, comfort TV, food, yeah. comfort TV, and I feel like when you're stuck in a house for seven days, you put so much emphasis on what you're going to watch. Whereas, like, when you got, like, a day off, you're like, okay, I'm going to try and watch this right now. I'm going to try and smash it out. Whereas I had so much time. Like, um, I just didn't know how to waste it. So I watched some things, mm. but not enough of what I was expecting. No, our recommendations, God of War, Severance, you didn't get into any of that? No, no, none of that stuff. Severance, I've heard great <laughs> things about, though. I wish that was, I don't think that was out when I was in there, or not as many people were talking about it. Me too. What is it? Is it, it on Apple TV? Yeah, Apple TV. It is. And it will be in the recommendations, but I just want to say it's probably the new Game of Thrones, except it, in terms of genres, it couldn't be far off, but couldn't be further off. But amazing. Both watch it. Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, it, I've heard yeah. great. I've continued to hear amazing things about it. But, again, we'll talk about it later. Um, yes. So, yeah, boys, obviously we're back. So I think it's time for... Get into it. We've missed so much. So much has happened. I know. What's happened in the last two weeks? Um, so I guess we'll, we'll start with the Oscars stuff and we're going to talk pretty briefly and we all know what happened. We don't need to, to really go into it again. Uh, and what's come out of it is Will Smith's now banned for 10 years or something. Um, everyone's yeah, banned from all academy events. Yeah, everyone's putting in their two cents regarding, oh, uh, you know, it needs to give it back and all this stuff and how it happened on the evening. Mm. But uh, straight up, boys, what was your just quick thoughts? Does anyone actually care about the Oscars anymore? Because I forgot they were on until people started tweeting about what had gone on. Jack, Connor, what do you reckon? Oh, well, I, 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 I was only the only news. I Jack, can you turn Oscars, your mic down, for, or is that just me? It wasn't for no, the best. It, it wasn't for the best picture. It was for Will Smith's lap the whole time. It was like fifty articles on that, and not a single bit of media was about any of the winners. It was really, really odd, actually. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys all saw that and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, can you guys tell me who won Best Picture? Um, Off the top of your head? No. Uh, yes, it was uh, Coda on Apple exactly. TV. It's 50-50. Yeah. Like, it's just... Yeah. Um, what the hell is Coda? Out of the entire event. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just fallen on deaf ears, that one. Yeah. Oh, bad. Bad joke. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, the whole, the whole thing was dumb. Like, it was just... Hmm. It was just dumb celebrity drama that just happened to be on arguably the biggest celebrity stage yeah. ever. So, no, it's a shame because there were some worthy winners that got overshadowed um, yeah. by all this crap and it was just seemed to be handled, I'd say, pretty poorly. Handled yeah. well by some parties mm. better than others. We won't go too much into details, but yeah, it's just kind of... You know, that's a, that's a sign when scandal is the biggest thing in the award show that there wasn't really anything else exciting happening. Well, I think the thing comes to it again is like these award shows are boring and I think that's like the hardest thing is 20 years ago you'd sit down, you'd watch them, this would be, uh, you wouldn't have as much discourse all over the world about what who's going to win whatever, you're going to sit down on a Monday night or Sunday night or whatever it is and you're going to watch the Oscars. 
Whereas now it's just like, I think there's so many other like awards types things and we see these celebrities every day. When it was big, you looked at the videos of like the 1990s red carpets and I'm sure everyone like your, your parents and stuff would be watching. I'm like, oh my God, look who it is. Look who's this person. Like look at their dress. Whereas now it's like we see these people every day. I don't think people actually care as much about these celebrities, like especially these actors. Not a novelty anymore. Yeah. And the, the Oscars have always been a bit of a circle jerk. I think mm. that they, mm. you know, as much as they have the um, the comedians usually hosting it and stuff, it's still taken very seriously. Yeah. Like, I, I miss the days where they had, like, I remember it was one year, it might have been the Golden Globes more than the Oscars, where they had, like, a, an office, like, parody where they had, like, it was the office, you know, they did the interviews, but they had, yeah. like, Game of Thrones characters, Mad Men characters. Yeah, it was. Popping oh, yeah. In. It was like, it was more fun. Like, they actually have fun with it. Whereas the Oscars yeah. is just, like, very yeah. Boring and it's not the Golden Globes, MTV Movie Awards, Nickelodeon Awards. They're just so much more energy to them. And then you get to the Oscars, and it's just a, you know, apparently a bunch of white men just nominating some interesting films. Really, hey, well, they diversified the the uh, yeah, they the did, they did after a few mm. years ago. So, mm. but we yeah, and then that. the conversation mm. again is, you know, where the acknowledgement is for more popular films and everyone talks about the Marvel films. Although ironically, mm. there was like some fan voted categories and it was both like Justice League movies or DC well, movies that won the, the it most was popular things. Or the Flash entering the Speed Force won biggest like crowd moment ever. This wasn't just last year. This was like ever in cinema. And everyone's like, how? Because obviously it was just, it, it's ever, it's, it's 100% not just last year. It's like, apparently this is a one-off category. Mm. That and because it's voted on Twitter, so everyone who just does the the Schneider cut uh, hashtag voted. So because in the end, like Avengers fans aren't as like tribal online to vote cultish, yeah, cultish essentially to get that up because everyone's like the Speed Force. No one even watched like not that no one watched that movie, but that scene wasn't even in the actual cut. Like, that's only in the online version of the stream. That was the Oscars cheer moment. And then I think it was like fan favorite film was Army of the Dead, of all things. Yeah. Mm. How is Army of the Dead? Getting two unofficial Oscars. That's as close to the Oscars as you might ever get. Yeah, it's just just crazy how it even got to that point. But I I think over time, as it it continues on, they're going to balance between, like... You're either going to get the comedy and stuff in there to get people to watch, but I think they nearly need to continue. It's the old, continue to lean into what it is. It's like test cricket. Just can people like test cricket for what it is. Be happy with what it is. Don't try and change the game. And just, you know what? Just just continue with it. It's not, it doesn't have to be a TV ratings juggernaut. The people who like it are going to watch it. Everyone else isn't going to watch it. Who cares? The film buffs will. And it doesn't need to be, it'll probably end up on streaming and the like the ritual continue to pay for it, but it doesn't need to be this crazy out there now two hours. Like I want to also see who wins, you know, best, best design or whatever. Like that's what it's there for. Like, Well, isn't that the thing? They're trying to cut it down. Mm. They tried to cut it down by showing some of those technical awards ahead of time, which is yeah. a real shame because they're the ones who don't get the attention. Yeah. Like these are the ones, the names who, this is their moment to shine that they're yeah. not going to get potentially any other time. So, yeah, it must be a tough. It must be a tough thing to try and shorten something that's all right. That's at a minimum going to run for a couple hours at least, and trying to keep it entertaining in between that. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's uh, Oscars is probably feeling the same pinch that E three did, and we all know how that's turned out at the moment. Don't yes. we, Jack? 
We do, in line with certain predictions. Yeah, uh, so do, you wanna, do you want to just... We'll slide straight into that, guys. So what's happened with E3? I reckon. Uh, Jack. Jack may have a crystal ball uh, because E3, I believe, has been cancelled for this year. Let me find mm. the... Uh, let me find the, the all the announcements. Yeah. So for a while it was going to go just digital, and but I think uh, about two weeks ago they just said we're just completely cancelling for this year. A sign of maybe some worse things to come, as uh, predicted by me last year and this year for the event. You're really back in back in that prediction in, which is fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the the in person E3 was cancelled already. And there was going to be a digital, or the idea was there was going to be a digital only event, and now they've fully cancelled that as well. So there was going to be 100 percent no E3 in 2022. Sad face for me and possibly Jack. Yeah, um, very sad. But they have said that they're going to come back in 2023, which I think was part of your prediction, Jack, that they don't come back ever. You Correct. may still lose this one. You may still lose this one. I may still lose this one, but I'm very strong with all the other press conferences from Sony, Microsoft, yeah. Gamescom. I still feel this might be the nail in the coffin for E3. But once again, we'll talk about it next year and see how it goes. We will. I think we're uh, still going to do stuff. All the sorry, I'm sure all the all the publishers will probably like tradition will stick. Like Microsoft is very like pro gamer or whatever, yeah. so they'll probably roll with it anyway. And then everyone else will just kind of naturally gravitate around that because they're probably planning their announcements for this time of year anyway. So it's possible we won't get E3, the actual event, but we'll get some sort of equivalent yeah. couple of weeks where everyone's just announcing stuff anyway. Yeah, yep, I agree. Uh, quickly, boys, did you watch the Stranger Things trailer that came out today? I no? did, yeah. I might have watched it just before the podcast, in fact. Oh, and, perfect. Uh, it uh, gets me excited. I saw the teaser trailer, what, like two months back? Yeah. Um, season four, I think the creators are describing this as their Game of Thrones season, yeah. I saw, which uh, creates a lot of hype. And I'm sure if you, you watch the trailer later, Connor, lots of uh, new monsters and uh, coming back for this one. This looks like definitely the kind of the last, second to last season, like they say, the beginning yeah. of the end. All right, which will, uh, looks very intense, more uh, intense than the other seasons so far. Uh, we're going to talk about this other franchise also a little bit later, but I'm really hoping now that because these kids essentially are becoming like young adults and uh, some of the young adults are now becoming adults, that it doesn't turn sort of Fast and the Furious style where out of nowhere these guys are like Dominic Toretto style, like now action heroes. Like uh, they'll become action heroes in some way, but more using their intellect than like actually becoming fighters? Because it looks like there's a bit of a war coming, Jack, as you can sort of see uh, in some of the yeah. pictures. And I just hope they don't turn into like, yeah, superheroes essentially. Or you know what they're going to do? They're all going to give them 11 type powers and <laughs> that will then make it equal in that sort of way. But it was an intense two and a, it was about a two and a half minute trailer. I was actually getting quite up and about for it. Yeah, and I like how they've mixed it up now. They're now outside of there where the last three seasons have been in Hawkins. They're now in a completely separate town. But obviously, uh, the upside-down world just keeps following in places, and they can't get away. And like you said, they're joining a war now with the government. So like you said, they're almost like the government can't win this war without these kids. So like they're saying, they're being recruited. It's very far gone since season one now, if you do a comparison. Which is sad and good. Yeah. That's as far as I watched. I only got up to season one. So what you're describing now sounds like worlds apart. So I might actually have to... I mean, I say this every time that I actually watch it, but we'll see how it goes. It's still great. I'm actually really... Uh, I wasn't probably as excited. I think I said it on the pod not that long ago. 
and I probably tried to not watch too many trailers, but I saw it today and everyone sh- shared some photos like Netflix and stuff was, and I was like, this looks really interesting again. And I'm like, I will have to at least give the trailer a watch. And now I'm pretty hyped. And I do like the fact they're dropping over two parts uh, this fourth season, like a month apart. Uh, so you'll probably, it will get dropped and then I think it's all dropping at once and then the second half is dropping that month later. So, uh, yeah. Get around Stranger Things. Uh, we need a new show. Uh, next, guys. Uh, do we see this happening? Uh, Captain Marvel has joined Fast 10. Everyone's favourite franchise. Uh, quick question for you. Which family member do you reckon she's playing? Uh, and is she a good guy turned bad guy or bad guy turned good guy or good guy turned bad guy turned good guy? Um, is she time travelling? Is she like a daughter who's now... Kind of, I don't know. I'm just making up shit. Man, John she's Plus a human. She's half car. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I'm gonna I'm gonna my pitch is she's playing the bad guy. I don't even watch the Fast and Furious movies, but I'm just I'm gonna put it out there that she's the bad guy. Because um, who's uh, oh. yeah yeah Momoa, Momoa is the bad guy, but I feel like she's gonna have to be. I, you know what? I reckon she's gonna be Paul Walker's uh, like sister in it oh, or something okay. like. Uh, cool. That's where, and then she'll drive fast cars too, and all this sort of stuff, and. A uh, long lost sister, like some sort of she crap like that. Off as the enemy, but then becomes the friend. By yeah, the end. yeah. She's been knocked over the head, yeah. like secretly in the third movie or something that we know <laughs> about, and she's grown up. Or there's always something where these things will just completely yeah. change. So, uh, but do we? I get... think she's the accomplice of Jason Momoa. He Ooh. needs a team because remember this move. This is going to be going on ten and eleven. It's going to be a double <laughs> double feature. So I feel like uh, they'll need two villain characters to carry across. I, I just I, I just feel like it's going to get to a point with this series because I was on TikTok yesterday and I was scrolling and I found like it was like a Power Rangers like Endgame style thing where all the Power Rangers previously came back uh, to fight some bad guys. And you know what? I feel like it's going to be like out of nowhere they're going to find the biggest road in the world and all these cars are going to line up against all the bad guys that have ever been there and they're all just going to drive <laughs> at each other. Them. Yeah. And it's then like Toretto's going to jump out of a car or something and start flying and they'll punch. Like, I just feel like it's... I love this franchise, but it. sometimes it's just too I mean, much. Didn't Idris Elba have superpowers in one of the spin-offs? Or whatever? Yeah, he does have superpowers so, in the spin-off. Like... They yeah. could fly. They could actually, like, they could get superpowers by the end of this franchise. Who knows? Ah, uh, this is the best shit ever. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, next up, guys, Morbius. Uh, have any of us seen it yet or not? No, I'm waiting to see it with you later on. Correct, I'm just making... I do have tickets sitting on my desk at work, and I'm like, we need to find a time over the weekend to go waste 80 minutes together. Uh, just get blasted beforehand and that, then go and watch it. That's what I'm thinking. I think we just got to get, like, semi-drunk. Like, or... Yeah. Play a drinking game in the cinema, like so. Oh, that's good. Because uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you guys have done much reading up to it, but obviously it's very low um, uh, at the moment on the Rotten Tomatoes, and it took a seventy-five percent drop on the second weekend. What for anyone who knows that fifty percent is like anything where it's like four thirty-five to fifty percent, excellent. Fifty percent ish to sixty is like you're pretty. It's passable. But anything lower, like 75% drop, no one's coming to see this movie now. And uh, by all reports, they're not ashamed at all and they're fine with it because this is building out their universe. But financially, it's taking a massive hit. Mm. Oh yeah, They knew that. We knew that. This this has been delayed like four or five times already. Although it started off pretty well. Like it did like 50 50 mil just in the US, which is pretty solid. So everyone was excited and then quickly realized... They shouldn't be. 
I yeah. was holding. I was kind of. I was kind of hoping this would be not awful, but yeah. Now I'm definitely not going to go see it. I don't think. Yeah, so mm, it's yeah. It, it's made 127 million, so it's not too bad on like an 85 million dollar budget. But the marketing obviously has changed that many times, so it's going to have to mm. recoup a fair bit more. But uh, have we heard about the post credit scenes, guys? And I'm going to spoil them here, no, any no matter what, because oh, you're going to just pull the trigger. Uh, have you watched oh, them, Jack? Wow, okay. Have you watched them? No, no, I'm I'm looking forward to watching no, them with you cuts. No, no, but have you heard? <laughs> uh, like, have you guys heard essentially what's happening online? A lot of people are pissed off because they've essentially. Uh, used the trailers and falsely advertised the film as a number of things that were in those trailers are now not in any part of the cut of the film. Uh, I remember the director, the, or those articles about the director coming out, because there was that, it was like a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man poster in the original trailer. Correct. Yes. And he came out and was like, I don't know why it's there. Like, that wasn't in the movie. Yeah. Like, so that that was a bit weird. Yeah, because there's Michael Keaton stuff too that uh, is not... I did read about that. Yeah, so I'm fine to spoil it because in the end, I really don't care about this franchise anyway. But we don't want to ruin it for Jack. Yeah, we don't want to yeah, ruin yeah. It I still want to. Okay, have well, enjoy the we'll what people. On. I'll just say enjoy what people are saying. The two worst post credit scenes in cinema history. So, um, and I'll t- I'll tell you after Connor anyway if you don't know. Uh, next, guys, Jack, have you seen Fantastic Beasts yet? Uh, no, and based on recent reviews, it might not be on my list at all. Yeah. Does anyone care for <laughs> this franchise? Say, if I'm being honest. No, I watched the Do first one and it was fine, and I did not care to go see the rest. Yeah, I don't know what they do to these films, but the first two Fantastic Beasts are the most forgettable films yeah. I've ever watched. I've seen both like maybe two or three times, and I still cannot tell you any of the main character yeah. names, any of the plot line, or just any of the beast names or yeah. what's going on. And now there's a third, and it seems even more convoluted and crazy than the other two. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? You're not a fan of Arthur Wimbledorf and he goes hunting the, ger- the yeah. Gern Snatchers or whatever? And yeah, I don't know. If it, yeah, is, now, it feels like yeah. a movie where the, it's like a where the main character is not the main character. Like yeah. they tried to make Eddie Redmayne, yes. whoever, whatever his name is. Oh, he's the new star, and then they're like, oh no, wait, remember Dumbledore? Don't worry about yeah. it. Push him to the side. Yeah, yeah. So, we want the Harry Potter fans. So let's make Dumbledore the main character because everyone knows him. Stuff Eddie Redmayne, and now yeah. it's just a bit of a mess. It's like a five movie kind of arc huh. that they don't actually know where it's going now and it's just it just feels like it's just a whole blur and a whole mess this is the final one right this is the last one nah, there's two more it's gonna be fine. well there's actually oh my god i i will they fo- they'll probably will follow through because they'll probably make a buttload of money on yeah. this but that's the same yeah. part yeah people yeah, were complaining about the hobbit but at least I, i'd argue that was seemed more focused really apart from the weird mm. you know side love story it still kind of had that core story it was following yeah and when you have a main villain that's changed three different actors across three different films just adds to all the confusion too apparently Mads hey, Mikkelsen I'm, did a great job though mm. I'm more than happy for Mads Mikkelsen to get more work yeah yeah I'm all down for him see yeah. the thing is yeah, with I'll these be. movies they're throwing 200 million at the budget with this 200 million like Jesus. I don't know with with the amount of names that are flying around in this, I don't think there's that much money thrown to the actors because I still don't think Eddie Redmayne can really charge that much. Like, you charge a decent amount, but he's not... $200 million is an Avengers movie. Like, and half yeah. of that's in the actors. Yeah. Like, so yeah. where's where's this cash going? <laughs> also, going we... The fourth and fifth. Uh, also, we, we haven't spoken about... Is anyone up with the Ezra Miller shit? I've heard I've just in headlines. I don't know, know if it was true. Mm. What? Reports. Mm. Is, what? He just, he's just, is, he, is he being cancelled? Just give me a yes or no. Yeah, I think he's going to be cancelled. Right. I've heard uh, it was like he got arrested and then his projects are on hold. And 
I, I think I think we won't hear from him again. And I think the only thing we're going to hear from <laughs> we won't hear from him in a flash. Yeah, well, I, I think now that I think DC essentially, uh, in short, he was arrested and uh, for attacking allegedly attacking someone who was uh, singing karaoke at a bar, and then two or three days later was allegedly arrested for uh, sort of attacking someone and in their house where he was staying. So he was living with people he met three days earlier, like one of the biggest stars in the world. <laughs> and now, but the problem is the flash is obviously finished and is about to be released. And he is the face of two characters in that movie. So it's a bit hard to recast. And what do they do with that? And what do they do with the rest of the DC universe? So I believe he will be canceled at this point in time. But yeah, sorry. I just didn't know that because fantastic beats essentially removed him from all marketing like the four days before it was released. So, um, and wait for his character to, to sort of disappear. Uh, we've seen Sonic 2, Jack, have we? We have. And I just want to say it is a kid's movie at its core, but being a Sonic fan, I absolutely loved it. And it was significantly better than the first one. Oh. I don't even like, oh, I'm not like a Sonic fan, like a diehard Sonic fan, but I still kind of want to see it. It just looks like it's kind of entertaining. Yeah. I and said, I, I said. Yeah, yeah, so do I. And I, I said if this movie came out 20 years ago, it would be my favourite movie to this day. Um, but wow. unfortunately, there's a bunch of, you know, kids talking and yeah. scared and all this kind of stuff. But seeing Tails, Knuckles and Sonic all in the same frame with a fantastic post-credit sequence, uh, this is very high for a kid's movie that brings back the nostalgia. It's, it's very well done. No, it's not a good movie, but it's a good kid's movie with a lot of entertainment behind it. It's good popcorn. Entertaining enough. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's my childhood dream film. Yeah, well, it, it looks like it's going to derail my prediction of Uncharted being the biggest um, video game film of all time. Which, now that I think about it, we haven't really heard a lot about since it came out. I need to see no. where it's at. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jim Carrey, he's great in it. Like, he plays Robotnik really well. He, he flosses once, which I lost a little bit of respect for him in that one scene. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a good thing. Do you think that was his call or did the director tell him to do it? Definitely the director, because I think Sonic floss in the first one, and there he is doing it the second one. So I feel like they still think Fortnite's a big thing, which I guess it is. So. I mean, still it yeah. still is. How much mm. do you reckon? Uh, put your bets in. How much do you reckon Uncharted made box office? Well, uh, how- four twenty. Blaze it. Uh, <laughs> Two ninety six. Three eighty-three. Okay. Oh, well, there you on, go. A, okay. on a budget of a hundred of hundred and twenty million, so it's tripled its budget. So it's made money. No, not a smash hit by any means. For a for a, at least when it is, I still think it's done enough to give itself a second one. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Just enough. Uh, quickly, we'll keep bouncing through, guys, because uh, we're bouncing through today's episode. Because I think we also want to have a bit of a chat about our show and tell and, and talk about Moon Knight a little bit. The first two episodes. Uh, so far, but Captain America 4 starts shooting in a few weeks. Uh, apparently, Anthony Mackie sort of confirmed that's coming soon. Uh, so we'll see some probably leaks or set stuff of that. Are we excited for an Anthony Mackie-led uh, Captain America movie? If they can do more than what they did in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because I think they need to go further into like the messaging and the yeah. issues in that series that they ta- started to tackle and then kind of clumsily fumbled. Yeah. So if they can do more with that, cool. And I think, like, I don't know, he's charismatic enough and the action will be really cool and whatnot. So, yeah, why not? Uh, Jads, I don't know. You... I just feel like Anthony Mackie doesn't have the star power. Okay. Uh, can you do me a favor, Jads, and turn the, your light on, please? Because I can't even see you. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we, we need to get Jack set up in like a proper studio. Yeah. When he, gets, when he moves into this mythical house he's bought, he's yeah. going to set up all like, I want film quality level studio with mics and yeah. lights and All that sort everything. of stuff. Uh, Jack, you also want to talk about Breath of the Wild 2 being delayed? Uh, yeah, so once again, this comes under my prediction from earlier this year that uh, Breath of the Wild 2, or so it's titled at this stage, it will probably most likely change, has been delayed into the first half of 2023. Um, the exact month hasn't been announced, but uh, I'm hoping it's uh, early next year for my prediction. Rip. Rip. Yeah. Breath of the Wild. Yeah, Jackie. Another um, exciting, exciting news that will interest probably only us too. Did you see Kingdom Hearts Four got announced? Yes, another big news. Kingdom Hearts Four was announced along with another mobile game. But at the twentieth anniversary uh, event, wasn't it of Kingdom Hearts, the fourth yep. inevitable fourth one uh, was announced. What did you think? I, but I, I was just wasn't expecting it to come so soon. I mean, I, I know we got Kingdom Hearts Three probably two years ago now, right? Uh, yeah, it was twenty nineteen. Beginning of 2019. No, no, beginning of 2020. Three. No, beginning of 2019. Yeah, 20, yeah. 20, 2019, you're right. So it has been three mm. years, I guess, but it did take 10 years to get to that point. So I guess mm. I just wasn't expecting expecting them to back it up as quickly as they did, but I'm excited. It's still confused because I don't... The law's too deep for me now, but hey, I'll, I'll take more kicking hearts. Yeah, so Sora looks like he's in, what, real-life Tokyo. Um, it's called a new name in the new game. Oh, but, it's uh, apparently... I've been reading all the theories. It's it's unreality. It's the flip side of their world. Anyway, we won't go too deep into it because it'll we will get a headache. But there's also like rumors that uh, there's an ATAT in the jungle scene within the trailer, which hints at a Star Wars world. But yeah, you know, it's more for another day. It's exciting stuff, though. I'm keen. So am I. I'm sure you are too. Will. So am I. <laughs> uh, boys and girls, that's the end of the news, and it's time for our question of the week, boys, and we'll come back to it at the end of the episode. But this week's question is, what weapon or armor from any universe would you like to have? So have a think about that. There's obviously so many things to come uh, to think of there. I'm not going to really throw any out there. I want you to think about it. And the other question I've got for you guys, because it's been a discussion in our office this week, uh, what sort – oh, sorry, I can't see Connor now at the moment. Sorry, everybody. Oh, what oh, sort of household appliance would you be? It's just a question for you guys. What? what sort of household appliance would you be? That's what I'm asking you guys tonight. Uh, just a random one. We had a very long discussion at work about that. Uh, so, Moon Knight, thoughts so far? Moon Knight. I mm. like it. I'm having a good time with it. So far, I think it's probably my second favourite Marvel show behind okay. WandaVision. I'm, uh, I'm really liking the mystery of it and the fact that they're not rushing to unravel it. They're taking their time, mm. so they're doling out little tidbits mm. here and there. Um, acting's been good. The performances have been real solid. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Mm. Chats? Yeah. I mean, I love Oscar Isaac. I'm not quite convinced by his accent yet, his British accent. Uh, but I like the mystery behind it, and that's what keeps kind of bringing me back, and I'm excited for episode three tonight when it... Um, we get off this... Out, yeah. Now. Yeah, when, it, when we get off this show. Um, but I like it, because you're not quite sure what's going on, and this is probably one of more or less in a character we haven't seen yet yeah. in the MCU, unlike the other TV shows. So I like that it's taking its time to introduce this new character to our eyes in the world as well. Uh, can I say I'm annoyed at anyone who's now continues to say they don't like his British accent because, uh, sorry, Jack, I just, because I think the That's thing right. is in I, it, I believe he's only been British or that character for not that long. 
So it's like he's he's like okay. acting on a he's like acting a British accent, essentially. Because okay. like yeah, you know what I mean. Like I he like, he's putting on. It's like you or me like, going over there, putting one on, and it's not. He's actually British. It's he's pretending okay. to be British in his head. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, no, that's fine. Sounds, we'll it sounds like a charming chimney sweep. Yeah. I love it. Because I think everyone thought it was going to be that he is the main character, and I think we're used to introduce to him, but I still think we're going to get the other personas. I think even in episode three, we're going to get one of the other ones also. But uh, I found the action actually pretty good. The the law that was set up in episode two was uh, intriguing, how you can't sort of see these other, like the Jekylls and all this sort of, like you can't see them, uh, the, like the general public really can't. Um, and I think both suits look bloody unreal. I'm finding the only thing that's bugging me a little bit is their special effects. Cause it yeah. feels like they've gone mostly special effects for Moon Knight when he's in his suit. Yeah. And it just looks a little mm. too... looks a little off for me. Um, but I do... Like, the interplay between Oscar and Oscar is really yeah. good. And I think, like, they've done a really good job at setting up Steven as a character. Yeah. Like, you've... Mm. That first episode is pretty much dedicated to how his life has gone to shit. Yeah, and like there's that moment when he's he's sitting at the cafe all dejected, and you can, it's just like he's his mind's clearly all over the place. Yeah. You can just sort of tell it's like really well, it's actually really well done. So yeah, it's good, and I'm I'm actually kind of enjoying how separate it is from everything as well. Like, yeah, they're not mm. worrying about links to anything else; it doesn't depend on anything. So I'm sure that'll come down the line. But yeah, it's mm. a good standalone experience. I think they spoke about not that long ago how this was originally going to be in New York, and then the director and show. Uh, creator was like, there's too many things here. Like, we've got to push this somewhere else. There's no need for this to be. And maybe that's when they changed to have the, the British accent and sort of stuff like that. That uh, by putting it in London, uh, pushes him away from majority of the MCU. And you don't talk about that mm. Daredevil or Spider-Man can come help him out here. It's very standalone. And then we're just going to go to Egypt now. Like, <laughs> So, uh, I'm... Good. Yeah. Oh, I've got... I've got yeah, like we'd a have had an flop. Egyptian... A- show based on Egyptian mythology and they didn't really go to Egypt. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And um, I think there's a few, you know, if you look at TikToks and stuff, I still feel like a lot of theorists are picking up on links to future shows as well and future characters. Yeah. Um, but we, we won't get too much into that until uh, we know for sure, though. We'll do a full season review when it all wraps up. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Yeah. I just hope it's doing well, and I think we can sort of see why they've picked an Oscar. Uh, sorry, an actor of quality like Oscar Isaac because he is playing off himself a lot, and it is more actor driven. I feel like than even some of the other like Falcon Winter Soldier stuff was decently acted, but I feel like it was more of action sort of thing. Whereas this is like the interplay, even in that like shipping container, he's sort of in where he's playing off the mirror of himself. Like that's so well acted. Like. Um, Compared to some of the other shows, it's like, well, the acting's good, but this is like a character piece, or some of those other ones are, it's like an action series focused first, that or a comedy, compared to this yeah. is sort of like a character arc and, and a lot of development in there. So, um, and they've done the they've done the things where he's talking to himself really well. Like, yeah. there's actually, you know, some of those ones can feel really clunky or it's a little bit off, he's looking at the wrong thing, whatever, yeah. but actually, yeah. it looks pretty convincing. Do you find the consues? Do you find the Consu stuff like a bit venomy? How it's like he's talking to. <laughs> yeah, but I've, I've seen some people online sort of comparing it to that. I didn't even think about that. Neither. Because he's sort of like. He's done so much better. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, maybe. I mean, it's a voice in the head. Yeah. It's a, it's a cliche at the start of things. It's a cool, like, design, this, like, just 
floating birds. I'm yeah. glad it's not just a dude in a costume. It's like actually kind of a bit more supernatural. So, and again, we like they've barely scratched the surface with all this stuff. So I'm keen to see how deep they're actually going to go into this world. Yeah, and I think that's where I think we're gonna. I think majority of people have spoken that they've seen the first four episodes, and you sort of get a little cliffhanger there, and then it pushes in a direction you weren't exactly thinking. So I'm still thinking there's one or two personalities that we're gonna get of Mark and Stephen that's really gonna push us in in a direction we might not have been thinking. Um, but I guess yeah. after we'll, we'll sort of rehash next week what we think of episode three. So uh, also just yeah. going into it, what do you think of the secondary cast, like Ethan Hawke as uh, you know Arthur Harrow? What do we think of them? And his and his supposed wife. Uh, I think Ethan Hawke's just a good actor, and anything he does, he's he's playing a little sort of crazy-ish. But that's I guess the role that it is. And but we're not really seeing many other characters because I guess Mark and Stephen are like the two main, like because they've played off each other so much. You're getting a lot of their time and a lot of time that's in Mark or sorry Stephen's head, especially in episode one. Yeah, you have Layla coming in, his yeah. supposed wife. I'm not sure the backstory, Connor. You might be more familiar with the comics as well. Does that come into yeah. it? No, no idea. I haven't read. I barely oh. touched any Moon Knight stuff. He's been. I feel like he's been a a, a C tier character for a long time. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, but like again, we've only just got her in the show. I think like we didn't get much. It, it yeah. was fine what she was in episode two, but hopefully we'll get a bit more of that. I think Ethan Hawke's been good. He's yeah. playing a Marvel villain, but he's I think he's doing it with subtlety, which I kind of like. Like He's not over the top, doom and gloom for the most part. Yeah. He's just kind of coming off as some, like a charismatic cult leader, which is what he's going for, I think. Yeah. yeah, and he, as you know, he's one of the actors I just naturally hate. So the fact that I'm enjoying his role, why do you hate him? Uh, why do you hate him? Is, I just, why? you know, he's just there's no why? good reason. He's just one of those actors I've just seen movies. I'm just like, I just think he's like not a lot. I just don't think he deserves the praise that he gets. Um, but right now, I'm enjoying his role. I know he's been in some good thing, things like Boyhood and whatnot. But no, I'm actually enjoying him. So uh, well done, Ethan. Good on you. This could be his redemption. Go back and watch Gattaca, Jack. Actually, that's a weird movie. Maybe not. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just stick with Train it's Day a... and whatever else he's in. Yeah, yeah. He's in Knives Out too. Ethan Hawke. Huh? The what Ethan Hawke Renaissance is upon us. What else is he in lately? <laughs> just sort of looking. Yeah, I feel like he does do a lot of shitty... Oh, he's in, Val- he's in our favourite one, Jack. In uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Uh... <laughs> there you oh, go. No. That's where his rap started. Yeah, well, like... He's in Magnificent Seven. That's a, that's a real good film. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, any, anything else for Moon Knight? And I guess we'll all watch episode three tonight. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, I so, guess it's shrouded in so much mystery, it's hard to pinpoint any discussion yeah. points until we know a bit more. Yeah, correct. Uh, okay, guys, we're going to move into show and tell because I think we've got a fair amount of stuff to talk about. And the bell's gone. Time to get into class, boys and girls. So obviously I had COVID guys and girls, so I had a chance <laughs> to watch some things. And there's a few movies and TV shows that I've sort of it's been scrolling past for a while and just never watched. So the first one was Molly's Game. Have we all seen this? No. No. Uh, Jack? Isn't it Jessica Dang. Chastain? Correct. Jessica Chastain, Poker One. Uh, a while ago, maybe. 2017. It's not... Um, how do I say? Uh, it's not a... Like, it's sort of forgettable, but an enjoyable, like, two hours. But I'd never go and watch it again. So you know when you get What's some it sort of, so essentially, so it's about so Chastain's character is called Molly Bloom, and she used to be a uh, skier, like with Olympic aspirations, and then she sort of quits that, starts working for someone who's uh, does a like 
uh, underground poker game. And so she starts to manage that and then starts to get uh, all the clients and then she creates her own poker game. And so it's not illegal and if you're not taking a cut of the game. So you can run the thing, but I'm guessing this is the, the rough law. You can run it and people can give you a tip, but she can't take a cut of the winnings. So she's just and she organizes that and then ends up having some of the biggest players, or sorry, actors, actresses, and stars in the world starts playing in her game. And there's fifty thousand, hundred thousand, millions of dollars on the line at every game. And I, there's a book written about it, and it's just sort of how she's in, uh, sort of. It's sort of got like because uh, who's who's directing it? So it's Aaron Zorkin. So it has a bit of vibe of going back and forth in time and. You sort of, it's not bad, but I feel like if this was directed by someone, this is Zorkin's first uh, directorial debut, but I just feel like it's just lacking that little bit, but it's just a fine movie. So I would recommend it, but it's not, there's nothing like pressing in it where you're like, oh, this is ridiculously good, but a a fine, enjoyable Netflix time. So yeah, that's the first one. Uh, Jads, what have you seen in the last bit? Um, well, I mentioned Sonic 2, and I just all I can say is if you've enjoyed the first one, see this. It's a Sonic's, Sonic guy's wet dream. Um, but I would say um, one of the best shows I've seen, I'll go back into where we started with, Severance, which is on Apple TV. Um, and it stars um, Adam Scott, who plays Mark. And it's about, it's about an office and a corporation that as soon as you go into the office, your brain switches off and you're in work mode and you forget all your other life that before you're going into work. So you forget about your family, your kids, anything else of your personal life, and it's just your work life. And as soon as you leave, you're back into your personal life and vice versa. So it's like you never leave your work life. Uh, you, you just live your work life the whole time. And it's really interesting. The concepts are quite dark as well, uh, but it's fantastic. I, can, I know this show is going to blow up on the second season. It's directed by Ben Stiller, out of all people as well. Um, but the acting's good. The mystery is there. Like you, the cliffhangers after episode after episode are just there and you just want to keep going. I, I couldn't recommend a show like this in a long time. I couldn't, you both will love it. Um, are you meaning blow up as in it's going to be shit or it's going to be unbelievable? It's going to be unbelievable okay. going forward. I think they, I've never like been super popular. Yeah. 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 That last episode, I've never been so captivated by TV in a very long time. And it's done. The story's told so well, and there's so much making you want to come back more and unravel this mystery um, behind this corporation about how this memory chip works, you know, that they can remember work and they can't remember their personal lives and the intertwining stories between the two. It's good stuff. Watch it, please. Yeah. Mm. Uh, how many episodes okay, yeah, you got in the Okay. Yeah, I could. Um, I'm I'm getting on board for that. The concept just sounds like really cool, and I want to see what they do with that. Mm. So, all right, I'll have to Thank you. mooch off my housemate's Apple TV subscription so I can watch Thank it. Thank you, Connor. Yeah, do me a favor. <laughs> I, I, can I can I ask you guys when you see someone like Ben Stiller directing things like this, or some other actors that you wouldn't have thought? Uh, does it like sort of pique your mind a little bit too? Where you're like, oh well, Ben Stiller like. Because uh, he's obviously been known for his comedy and he's done some serious things, but seeing his name sort of here, you're like, oh wow, interesting. Like, does that intrigue you at all, like Jack? Or can you see Ben Stiller's sort of uh, touches all over this? Is there good comedic timing that he's been directing, or is it just really serious? This it's pretty serious. I mean, there's a few jokes here and there, but I don't think you would ever guess Ben Stiller was directing unless you saw his name at the end of every credit scene. Yeah. Like, there's no did he touch of did he direct um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty? That was him. 
Uh, yeah, that might have been his um, starting point oh, too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has does other stuff too, um, but this is obviously some of his better work that is he stands out as a director. Okay. Mm. But yeah, hey, what else do you have, Connor, on your list this week or across the last two weeks? Uh, I finally knocked a classic off my list uh, recently. I watched The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, finally. After, after 20, how old am I? 28 years of missing out and people yelling at me because I haven't seen this supposed absolute classic of a film. <laughs> well, in your defense, it was made in 94, Connor, so it's only like 27 years, really. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Um, but no, I'm, I'm pleased to report that it, I actually quite enjoyed it and it holds up really well. It was sort of, and not, it was not entirely what I was expect, what I was expecting because I kind of I knew the ending of the film, and I know how it's you know it's a fairly hopeful thing at the end. So I was picturing it to be pretty light-hearted, a bit more yada yada. But it's actually like it's pretty gets pretty grim at some points, and this kind of issues it deals with with prison life and post-prison life as well are pretty pretty full on. Uh, even though it's you know it's not too gruesome, but the the themes and stuff are pretty serious. Um, and also, like, just the, I didn't realize that it spanned so long a period of time. Like, this is tracking someone's life over 20 or 10 years yeah. or something like that. But um, definitely felt like, like, the, it definitely felt like a Stephen King thing, which I think it is based on a Stephen King short story or book. Um, and it, it reminded me a lot of The Green Mile, if you've ever seen that. Yeah. But yeah, I can see, yeah, performances all around solid. I, Curse me for not seeing it sooner, I guess. But yeah, still, de- if you haven't, if you're like me and you hadn't seen it in so long, like it still holds up. It's still a good film, so I definitely recommend it. Is it, to your opinion, the best film of all time? Which no, said no, no, because a lot of people say it's or not best film. Everyone's favorite film, and when someone says favorite film, I'm like, I don't see how this can be a favorite film. Nearly, it's three hours long. It's three hours of very slow but burn. Like it is, it is a weird one that people are just like. Like a crazy about like it. It, it was never. And have a look up because I, I feel like it didn't wasn't a massive success when it came out. Yeah, twenty five million budget. It made seventy three million at the box office. Mm. So inflation. It's just maybe. Mm. It's just one of those TV movies that maybe everyone saw when they were younger, mm. and mm. was better than they thought or something like that. But yeah, it's a an interesting success, I guess. Now that I think about it, did it win the Oscars? Well, it's certainly it nominated, high on IMDb. It was, it was nominated for seven seven Academy Awards, yeah. and it didn't win any. Yeah, I think it lo- people say it lost should have like lost out, and it should have won. But uh, yeah. Ah well, what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. Next, guys, have any of you guys watched Fresh yet on Disney Hulu? Uh, Fresh? Do you guys is know it? Is that the Sebastian the, Stan? The, correct. Oh, yes. I was I thinking have, the, yeah. the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot no. for some reason. <laughs> Uh, Jack, what did you think of Fresh? Um, I thought it was fresh because it was very different. Yeah. Um, it was. I wasn't sure what to think of it. We went down a horror kind of path, um, and then it, it it took a few twists along the way, and it was yeah. a bit gross, grossened out by certain parts. Yeah, I really thought Sebastian Stan was quite charming at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit disturbing. I would just say it's disturbing, but it's probably worth the watch, but more so if you're into horror genre. I think it's a hard one to say you watch because I remember watching it and then people were like, oh, so what'd you watch lately? And I'm like, watch Fresh. And it's about essentially a bloke who's like a cannibal or he's not the cannibal, but he dates women and then they sell their body parts on like the yes. black market essentially. Because uh, he's like a is that plastic surgeon Jack is that what he sort of is yes. and so, yeah he's a plastic yeah, yeah, surgeon yeah. so Very he cuts good. them up and then uh, sends them off but 
because he's a plastic surgeon, he keeps them alive, Connor. So it's not even like they're dead. Mm. So he'll like remove a chick's butt cheeks or something, but just keep her alive. And yeah. so then she can't walk or like all these sort of things and keeps everything fresh. So it's quite intense uh. in that respect. And you sort of just see again how uh, it's a freaking scary world out there that someone as charming as this, and I'm sure this has happened before. That yeah, I'm sure this is a thing, some some weird part of the world. I'm sure it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. So, but how again? You got to keep your um, your friends uh, in tune with what you're doing and where you're going and what's happening because uh, it it, it, you know, it sort of does go through the classic tropes though of a horror movie where it's like I'm going somewhere with this guy I just met and now my phone doesn't have any data. Like, there's a couple of things like that where I'm like, oh, okay. Like, straight up as a friend, you're like, come on. Or like, why are you going to this place or this sort of thing? So, uh, yeah, the end goes very gruesome, though, doesn't it, Jack? It does. And actually, the the credit sequence, um, like, the opening title (laughs) scene isn't until, like, 30, 40 minutes into the film, too. Yeah. So, it takes it very different there as well. Starts off rom-com, goes to horror. Yeah. Um, But would you, I would recommend it, I would say, would you? Yeah, I'd say well, give it. I'd say yeah. give it a watch. And it's a streaming thing. It's on Disney or Hulu um, overseas. Yeah, and it's oh. a small cast. There's only a four or five people in the cast, so it's very uh, character driven in that way. And it's sort of Sebastian Stan slowly doing some other things than just your Marvel movies and superhero stuff. So uh, it's not going to win any awards, but it's a fine, fine watch and fine time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Connor, Little Woman. Yes, I uh, had a. Wasn't forced, but was highly suggested to watch Little Women by my girlfriend, by the, girlfriend. the other day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Girlfriends so love this, this film. <laughs> this is the um, the Greta Gerwig version, not the mm. one from twenty odd years ago. It was actually yeah. quite good. It's sort of uh, not Victorian because it's set in America, but like a period drama following the four young women of this one family and all their sort of their the way their hopes and dreams and lives intersect and change over a period of time, and sort of shows them going separate ways, coming together just the sort of the relationships and everything of their family during that time. And uh, it's, it's got Sasha Ronan, uh, Florence Pugh, uh, Emma Watson of all people, who was very weird to hear her talking with an American accent in this film. Um, but no, it's, 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 it's a good, it's sort of like, it's a very relatable movie because you sort of, each of the girls has their own sort of different hopes and dreams. And it's interesting to watch that, you know, the, those dreams change when they say meet a guy or um, they have a fight with someone and it sort of changed the way. So you can kind of relate a bit to each of, to each of them. So, um, yeah, and it's kind of, it's, you know, if you're worried about it being too, like, much of a peace drama, it's all pretty modern English and stuff like that. Like, you're not sitting through many vows and darts and thoughts mm. and things like mm. that. So, no, it, it was a, surprisingly how much I like it. So if you're into that kind of thing, it would give it a go. Great. Where can you watch that, Colin? Uh, I think we watched it on Netflix, okay. I believe. But it, it, it's mm. usually on a streaming service somewhere. Interesting. Yeah, it's a big uh, film, what, two, three years ago? Yeah. Yeah, it was no, It was real. I think it was nominated for a bunch of Oscars and stuff, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, mm. Jads, you've watched The Halo Show. Is it any good? Is it worth our time? Uh, you, you know what? I think fans, obviously, will always find something to pick um, you know, in comparison to the games. But if you're going with a fresh mind, you like sci-fi, I think it's perfectly fine to watch. It ta- it doesn't follow really anything from the games apart from a few main characters and, you know, Master Chief yeah. and Cortana. Uh, and it takes, um, yeah, very much a very fresh plot line that we haven't seen across the six, you know, plus spin-off games. 
Um, the main guy, though, I don't think this is a spoiler by saying it, but uh, Master Chief actually takes his helmet off for a lot of this show. And it, I've only seen two episodes so far with a third this week. Um, and his pants, and he, apparently. And you see him bear roll literally, too. So yeah. you see a bit of his ass, too. Um, but he's played by Pablo Shribir. Once again, I'm massacring another name. Uh, but he actually carries it really well. Like, he is convincing enough. His voice isn't quite uh, Steve Downs from the games. But it's deep enough and convincing enough. And when he's got that armor on, you can't help but thinking, this is a really cool show. Like, the special effects, they're putting in the budget for it. Like, they're, you know, simulating all the Arbiter and the Brutes and all that. And the sound effects are all there. So uh, there's even a bit where you're inside the HUD and he's jumping around shooting, uh, which is very game-like. Um, bit corny, but uh, I'm liking it so far. Yeah, it's uh, very good. I'm kind of, I'm curious. Like I'm, I've heard it doesn't adhere too much to the story of the game, so it's like a different kind of. It's a TV spin on the on the world and stuff, but yeah, maybe maybe. I don't. I'm not. I don't want to sign up for Paramount Plus. That was the only thing. Like, if it was on another service, I'd probably watch it. I'll give you my Paramount Plus. There you go. You still have it. I have to. I have to for work. Ah, true. Do work at least pay for it? Nah, we get like fifty percent off. So uh, the other half is tax deductible at this point in time because I'm going to 100% tax deduct that. Um, Oh yeah, (laughs) because you need to have it. Uh, um, Yeah. Uh, Have any of you guys seen King of Staten Island? Oh, the Pete Davidson one? Yeah, Pete Davidson one. No, I was going to, though. But no. Yeah. Uh, so I only watched the first half, and then I fell asleep during COVID. So, uh, but from <laughs> what it was, good. I don't know if I am a Pete <laughs> Davidson fan or not. And, like, in this here, he's not bad, and the film is like a classic Judd Apatow sort of vibe. And I think it's just sort of there. It's not like I, I feel. I feel like this was released when COVID sort of came through, and they put it online. And um, I feel like it could be a cult classic over time. But I feel like a lot of people just don't like Pete Davidson because he continues to hook up with very attractive women, and he's just sort of Everyone like the everyday jealous. man. Where he just must be so charismatic that people love him. Like, I yeah, yeah. I haven't seen a lot of like his stand up yeah. or his SNL work, so. I don't know, but like this movie is semi-autobiographical, right? Like yeah. it's sort of based on his life, so he's just kind of it has to play him. Yeah. No, I thought not it was a big fun. ask. You'd think. No, uh, yeah, he's yeah, essentially just sort of, yeah, playing himself, and I think it's it's not bad. Uh, the the cast is really good though, and it sort of just sort of plods along, and I and I need to watch the second half of it. It's just sort of sitting there. I might need to continue, but I was just intrigued if you guys had seen it. Uh, quickly, I'm going to finish off with one more. I watched it, it's. Becoming a thing now, sports documentaries are the new new sort of vibe on every streaming service has got to have one. Uh, the AFL have a new one out uh, called Show Me the Money. It's basically about uh, 2021 draft and trade period from the point of view of the agents. So it's like, again, another circle jerk on the agent world of like, look at us, we do good. Uh, because basically they've been smashed over the last couple of years that they're money-hungry uh, blokes, what agents are, because they need to get paid at some point too. But it's it's not bad. It's only three episodes. It sort of follows a couple of different agencies from New South Wales, Victoria, and WA, and uh, some ex-players and sort of how they run their lives around these athletes. But also it's kind of annoying that it's run and produced for these people. It kind of would have liked the fact to be have the story on the other side too because it's always like the agent's doing good. And you only get to see one dra- uh, trade that sort of falls through. And I feel like I would have loved to have seen a lot more of that where 
again, they're not going to show that because it's like they're not doing their job. But it sort of gets to a point where I was like, this is just too much of a like, look at us, we do amazing work here. When realistically, they're just taking a paycheck from athletes too. So I don't know, they do do some good stuff. But it, I'd still intrigue Connor for a sports fan who doesn't mind a bit of this sort of stuff. I'd, I'd give it a watch. It's on Stan. Yeah, it was on my list. I didn't realize. I, thought, I didn't realize it was so much about the agent side of things. Like I thought it was maybe like the the clubs and a bit more of just the trade period yeah. in general and drafts, drafting and sort of what goes into all that. So they're kind of less excited now, but I'm still. I'll, I'll have a look. I think I'd like to see what you say about it in the respect of that because I thought the same thing going into it. it was going to be more like we're in the Crows' war room now and they're all talking about who they're going to yeah. pick, not the from my opinion, the agent's talking about where this athlete's going to go in the draft, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at from the show and tell this week, guys. Has anyone else watched anything? I think we're off the, the list is done. Mm, for now. Probably for now. something that I've forgotten, yeah. but yeah. Over the two weeks. Uh, but going back to the question of the week, boys and girls, and you guys can uh, give us that in one second here also. But what is your weapon or armor uh, from any universe you'd like? Well, I think going off what I just said, I think um, the assault rifle from Halo and the armor from Halo, it's, it's a good look. It's sexy. Yeah. I would definitely go with that. Yeah. So I'm thinking more function over fashion. Yeah. And like, I mean, mm. my brain just goes to Iron Man suit because you could just like fly, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's just cool. go places. But there's got to be something else that's like... I feel like I'd just love to be... I'd like, love to have the Batman suit. Yeah, I was going to say Batman, oh, right, yeah. but I was going to say, yeah, using having a wand from Harry Potter. Yeah, because you don't just have to murder people with no. that or whatever. You could, that'll have useful life applications. Um, the, the one, yeah, the one ring to rule them all? Is that a considered <laughs> a weapon? Yeah, there's, not a lot of, there's not a lot of like weapons that yeah. come in handy at the moment. So maybe like... Or is it just a lightsaber? Yeah. So even that, I don't think would be that handy. It'd be cool to have, no. I'm sure, but like mm. you can only chop so many things before you. I mean, you could cook and chop your meat at the same time. Yeah, That'd be kind of handy. Mm. But yeah, and the girls just... already think Will's got a magical wand anyway, don't they? <laughs> oh. uh, sorry, sorry, uh, very snubbles. good, Jack. Uh, quickly, guys, the last one that I'm going to ask you: What sort of household appliance would you guys be? <laughs> I forgot about this one. Um... See, <laughs> uh, I-, I picked that sort of uh, vacuum that sort of moves around on its own. I think that'd be a fun. Uh, li- I think that'd be a fun life to be robot. as a uh, a household appliance. You're not sitting still. Uh, I had a few people from the office say a toaster. I was like, that's a bit boring. Or a kettle. I was going to go like a sand a sandwich press. Yeah, that's good. It's versatile. A toaster sandwich is, is always yeah. a good thing. Um, I think everyone's always happy okay. after you use the sandwich press. Like, yeah, it just improves the sandwich for yeah. the most part. Hmm. So, Jack? I'm like a thermo, a thermo mix. Uh, oh, good go. choice. Multiple different applications. Yeah, you see it all. Wow. Uh, wow. Very good, Jack. I'm a fan of that one. Uh, boys and girls, that's the end of today's episode. Uh, tell us what you think your armor or weapon of choice would be and what sort of household appliance you would also be uh, for these random questions. Hopefully, uh, this has been powered by StreamYard and hopefully it's been good and you guys can watch this and, and you might be seeing this on a various TikTok or something. But, Jack, where can everyone find you? Uh, Jack underscore Mason twenty two on Twitter and oh, on Instagram, and then uh, Jackie Boy twenty two on Twitter. Uh, I'm getting a mix. Connor at C W J Y M C K N Z E at Twitter and Instagram. I should have put it down on the little thing yeah, here, but I realised too late. 
That's all right. You can change that. Uh, And me at Will Be Cuts. Uh, You can follow us at Screen Underscore Blend on all the socials. And uh, we're good to get back into this, boys. To be honest with you, now I've been talking for like an hour. My throat is feeling a little scratchy. So, uh, (laughs) not in that respect. More more just, yeah, I haven't been talking as much lately. So, uh, fun times ahead. Everyone, we'll see. I guess we're done and we'll we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Sounds good, guys. See you later. (laughs) Bye.